Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to activespirituality.life with Pamela Cuchinell and me, Susie Mazzoli. This is week 32 of 2023. Pam's going to let us know all about the week starting Monday the 7th of August. And I'll be back for the 13th for our meditation. Beautiful. Okay, so starting off with August 7th, as many of you probably felt experienced or witnessed, we had that lovely uh, moon in Aquarius last week that was full and one of the super moons, as they love to call it now, which means that the moon is <clears throat> closer to the Earth in its orbit. So big, juicy, delicious, and very vibrant energy. And, you know, different schools of astrologers have uh, different theories about do the planets actually have a magnetic physical effect or is it simply the symbolism of the planet uh, i think in the case of the moon which obviously is not a planet um, but a satellite of the earth in that case we're basically dealing with a uh, well a synchronistic dance because the moon basically the earth would not exist as we know it if we didn't have the moon uh, evolution lunar tides how the the time and this is well not to deviate too much into astrology but there is a timing things we do with transits, which is where the planets are in the sky now in relation to where the native came in, point of entry. And there's also progressions, which is a timing system based once again on your date of birth and how uh, life unfolds or is colored by the slower progressive movement, which was a system the Greeks invented prior to telescopes and still works. So it's always interesting the way the moon through progression dovetails a lot with where Saturn is transiting, moon being habits, daily routine, uh, our relation, emotional relationship with how we express ourselves in, in being human. And Saturn is how we do time, you know, how responsible we are. And Saturn, our relationship with the moon, the earth, is actually a rather Saturnine relationship because it's the moon that creates the tides, uh, gives us this sense of how, as I said earlier, how our planet actually has 
evolved in its biodiverse way. Um, it, without the moon, um, water would be spilling all over the place. We basically are critically dependent on that relationship. So I find it intriguing how the internet and people's greater awareness of what's going on in the sky and interest in astrology has built as we're in this time that is so absolutely critical with taking responsibility, a Saturn word, for climate change. Climate is changing, absolutely has been since when I was a kid, I read um, um, Silent Spring, Rachel Carson. Uh, you know, this is not really news, but at this point in time, even people who have had their head in the sand about the realities of climate change are starting to get concerned because it's, it really is here. So I bring all that up <laughs> because Venus is retrograde. On August 7th, we have the moon is in the sign of Taurus. And the next couple of days are really incredibly strong for building something that lasts. We're in the waning moon cycle because we had that full moon in, Leo, um, in Aquarius lit by the Leo sun last week. And there's an emphasis in what it is you're, you, you want to sink your legacy into. What is it you want to make happen? And when I use the word legacy, sometimes people panic. They say, what do you mean? I mean, <laughs> that's a big word. Uh, well, it is and it isn't. Because if we're thinking responsibly about our impact in the relationships we have, our work environment, how do people remember us? What is it we are doing? What is our contribution? And so it's not just I'm leaving X number of dollars to um, the cat shelter. It's also what is it you do in your day-to-day -day life that's making an imprint? And so these particular days are moon and Taurus. It's what's the tangible that we're creating. Waning moon cycle very much can be about something we're completing, finishing up, maybe in the process of doing. So it doesn't mean that it's gonna be all tidally wrapped up by the end of this lunar cycle, but it may be something that we have been crafting over time. Moon and Taurus, uh, over the next couple of days, maybe with Venus retrograde, maybe emphasizing, look at finances, look at how you're putting money away, look at how you're creating something. If you're not able to save any money or even have a job at this point in time, well, how can you aim towards establishing something that gives you a bit of a net, a bit of a sense of I am at least 
on solid ground at this point. Because the thing about, and it doesn't matter if you have Taurus in your, you know, strong in your horoscope or not, but when the moon is in the sign of Taurus, it's transiting somewhere in your horoscope. And that area of life wants to feel a sense of connection, a sense of I'm making myself a, a, a simple soup that satisfies me. I'm meeting with a friend and we're breaking bread together. I'm walking on the ground and feeling my feet connected to the earth. I feel and smell and am getting a sensation that I am physically in the world. And so you want to think about what gets you feeling like you're really here. So many times we are looking ahead instead of being present in whatever it is we're doing. And that's one thing like yoga being very popular now or, or meditation. It's these are methodologies that demand we be present with what we're doing. Otherwise, certainly in yoga, you're going, you may injure yourself because the whole experience of it is asking you to be present, to feel, to sense what your body can do and how to allow it to move more in whatever position you may be holding or realize you cannot hold. It's not so much about doing these um, Amazonian or Herculean positions or tasks. It's more about where is my body today? How can I listen to it and how can I allow it? The unfolding that gets me to a place where I know where I am in space. And so you can do that with anything, really. You can do that riding the subway. You can do that waiting on a bank line. You can do that um, listening to your child express something or listening to... Uh, a coworker try to say something. Be present. Don't be thinking about what you're going to say next. Be present. And when we're very present on Monday and Tuesday, then we get the gold. Then we it is revealed to us how to intensify, how to clean up, how to understand better the mechanisms of relationship or finances or goals. But not if we're like in our head. Uh, Moon and Taurus is not about being in your head. This is especially challenging for people with a lot of air or fire in their horoscope because we're not necessarily used to being in the sensation state in the tactile state. But if we can allow ourselves to be in that place, even for a short period of time, 
then we can mine the riches that are available there. Now, here's one thing I will say. Monday evening, it's especially important before you go to bed that let's say you have a problem you're working on or something you want to complete or solve or make happen. Turn off your mind and open yourself to receive messages from the dream state. Trust that messages can be revealed to you through the dream state. And depending, you know, some people like to put a crystal under their pillow or be careful of which one it is so it's not so powerful it keeps you up. Um, or uh, a tarot card that they've been um, unfolding into or working with. Or a wish or message that you just write down and slip underneath your pillow and sleep. Let yourself go into a totally relaxed state and trust that when you rise Tuesday morning, things will start to be revealed to you. And what's very important is when you wake up, you don't overthink, you just allow images, thoughts, impressions to come to you. This is not ideally a leap out of bed, uh, uh, throw yourself in the shower, throw some clothes on and run out to the coffee bar morning. This is more ease into the day in the moment. And if you're able to do that, that's when the revelations come. They may unfold, not necessarily on that moment. Maybe you're thinking, oh, that was a weird dream or why did that occur to me? And then just Put it away or jot it down or don't, you know, don't overthink it. And things get revealed later in the day or um, into the next morning. Very, very powerful energy. So Wednesday the 9th, the moon goes void, of course, at 6.39 a.m. All the times they give her Eastern time. So you need to adjust depending on where you live or are. And so those who rise early in the morning can still be actualizing a lot of this uh, mining for the gold that I've been talking about. Once the moon goes void, we have a little window until about 7 a.m. where we still might be getting some good juice coming in or morning revelations or inspirations. And you know, if you can make it a kind of ease into the morning, that's great. When it's void, of course, we're not really being asked to push or try to make something happen. But at 9.05 a.m., it enters the sign of Gemini. Very, very different energetically from what we've experienced the past couple of days. Suddenly, texts are coming in, emails, phone is ringing, stuff is happening, news notices coming across, a lot of activity and action. And what's, what's really valuable is that before the day broke open, that you had a list of at least whatever the one important thing or the things that you absolutely had to do this day because the day can kind of blow up with responsibilities 
or things that distract. And you don't want to, by early evening, feel like, damn, I forgot to um, do this one thing or make this happen. Because it's, it behooves you to really prioritize as this day kind of gets a lot of, like, things flaring around because otherwise you'll lose focus and that you do not want to do. Um, this can be a fun evening, a lot going on, a lot of conversations, a lot of tangents. Um, I would say, you know, don't get too attached to anything that's waving shiny objects in front of you because it may or may not pan out but that doesn't mean you can't have fun. Thursday the 10th is a bit of a challenging day with a lot of um, tangents or bumps in the road. Uh, it can be very exciting for people who have a lot of air and fire because you feel like a lot's going on. Just be hyper aware as we get towards evening. Some people's tempers may be very short. Someone may have felt um, dissed or unincluded or, once again, something that had been forgotten or overlooked um, reacts out. Um, you don't have to engage. It's just important to, if something needs to be expressed, that you use that um, fire expression dynamic to go deeper on understanding so that you can ferry through the situation and uh, avoid anything that blows up even farther. <clears throat> August 11th, Moon still is in the sign of Gemini, still is navigating some confusion, mixed signals, um, tangents. Once again, really valuable to have written down or little memory um, prompts on the things that absolutely must get done in the early part of the day. Once the moon goes void, of course, at 1.27 p.m., it's void until it enters Cancer at 6.52 p.m. Now, those several hours can be very, uh, well, a lot of... <laughs> a lot of back and forth, a lot of uh, things flying around. I think the most important thing to do with that period of time is to play, uh, especially if there's children around, like do things that just are spontaneous and invite just play and or uh, work on projects already in motion. Don't deviate, don't think, oh, this, you know, let's try it this way, because you're much better doing things that are sticking to the plan that's already been operating, because um, things are not necessarily going to go where you think they are if you change horses in midstream. So once the moon enters Cancer, it sets up a weekend where really I, I think we wanna we wanna be home, we wanna be by the water, we wanna be doing things that allow us to recharge that evening and the next day, Saturday, 
really valuable to have carved out time to make that happen. And Sunday as well, uh, it's, it's important. The thing to keep in mind with this weekend is you don't want to neglect something that you said you were going to do or um, that you feel an obligation for. Uh, because what can happen if we sort of do the weekend without taking responsibility for that aspect of whatever it is is going on, um, you got to pay the piper. Something comes up. I mean, one example I'm thinking of is, uh, let's say you or someone, not to say you, someone wants to go out to dinner at a fancy restaurant or decide they're going to splurge on something and yet they really don't have the finances to make that stretch and do that. You don't want to find yourself after the experience feeling like it wasn't worth the investment. It's better to say, okay, I want to have this sort of experience. So how do I give myself that sort of experience without, you know, basically feeling like I now owe someone for that experience? Maybe it's just about, okay, we'll have that nice dinner at home and we'll, you know, we'll do some cooking, which, and, and being together, which really is the most important piece. And this is just an example. I don't know what exactly it looks like. Another way it could look is uh, you, well, this is a story from my past, let's say. I want to be with family. I want to be with certain people I love who have been in my life forever. And yet I know it may be fraught with some overtones or family dynamics because that's what I came from. So it's, I, I go with high expectations of being in this experience that's loving and familiar, but something can happen that's really about the intrigue or dynamics of the family. Doesn't mean I wouldn't do it, but I would also know, okay, somebody's going to pull a, a power card or something's going to happen like that. And your main job if you find yourself in those situations, as I, you know, I have said this a gazillion times and I probably will for the rest of my life as an astrologer, our job is to make sure how we respond to situations is not necessarily how we first react. And now I'll turn it over to Susie. Well, and that also sounds like um, a Buddhist view as well. <laughs> the Buddhist yeah. astrologer together, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe let's work a little bit with that for our meditation too. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Let's just take 10 minutes to meditate. And meditate doesn't mean sitting down and closing your eyes and being quiet. Meditation is meditation on something. You can meditate on quiet and be quiet, 
or you can meditate on thoughts and on a theme and on a subject. You can take this time just to contemplate. So let's just quiet the mind a little bit, quiet the body, just feel yourself coming into a bit of a a zen space, a nice little quiet space. Take a few deeper breaths. And then just notice if there are times when you are reacting to something very personal or something that is happening globally. And just notice, like, where is it that you react from? From your emotions, from your fears, from your past experiences. Just notice what is the place that we react from. And we can definitely understand that we are reacting from from me, from I, from my experience. I am reacting from my mind, my heart, my place. I'm reacting from my ego. And we understand that because it's 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 me, it's I that has my eyes open. And when my eyes are open, I see the world. I see the world through these eyes, through this body, through this lifetime. So, of course, for us, everything is a very personal experience. And what we understand is that these personal experiences happen to us because of who we are and what we are. And energetically, we can look at it that experiences happen to us because of karma because of what has been done in the past and how we've reacted in the past and that we have in every single moment with every single breath, with every single word, with every single second we have the opportunity to choose to respond in a different way, to react in a different way. But so much of the time, our reaction is kind of just automatic. Like something is said, something happens, and and just like when you're touching a hot cup, you immediately pull your hand away because it's too hot. So, so much of the time, our reactions are very, very immediate. We're not thinking it through. We're usually just going from 
very deep instinctual learned places. And the more we meditate, the more we contemplate on who I am, what is this, what is life, what are feelings, what are thoughts, the more we really go deep, go really, really deep and almost take apart, untangle this very complex thing we call life. The more we do that, the more we become aware, the more we become aware of what is making up that feeling, what is making up that reaction, what is making up that judgment, that comment that I made, where is that really coming from? And one of the things that, that I have learned after many, many years of spending time with the great Buddhist masters is how important it is for us to understand what it is that we're really attached to whether it's attachment to material things, attachment to people, attachment to concepts, attachment to our own life, attachment to feelings. I'm attached to being happy. I want to be happy. Or I'm attached to uh, this particular experience that I have. All of these attachments, it's very, very good for us to have a deep look. What is this attachment? Why am I attached to this or to that? And we can understand that we're attached, of course, to being happy or to being comfortable. That's easy for us to understand. But with attachments comes a whole lot of desire, a whole lot of planning, a whole lot of goals being set, expectations, and, of course, a lot of suffering, a lot of pain, a lot of pain that we're that we're not healthy all the time, a lot of pain that we're not at our best behaviour all the time or that others are in pain, are sick and dying or that our world is in pain and sick and dying or that there are wars or that there are disasters. Let's just take a few deeper breaths. And just for a few moments, see if we can find equanimity, neutral ground, absolutely neutral ground, where we're not full of desire, where we're not full of attachments, we don't really, really love something or don't really, really hate something. 
where we're not being pulled and pushed and pulled and pulled and pushed in all these different directions. I like that. I don't like that. That is terrible. That is very good. This is very, very sad. This is very, very happy. Just for a few moments, allow yourself to be as much as you can in this place of neutrality. And you can do it on a very, very simple level by not being hugely attached to your coffee or to your chocolate, but also at the same time not having such a strong opinion and voicing it loudly about this or that. Just try it a few times for a few moments every day to be neutral, to bring the mind into a place of calm and peace and to hold neutrality and to see how that alters the mind, how does it alter your feelings, how does it alter your emotional landscape. Just as an experiment, just to see what happens when I'm neutral and I'm not so attached. What happens when I can hold this place? Gently we take a few deeper breaths, gently opening our eyes and allowing this sense of neutrality, of equanimity, to just be in every pore of our body, in every breath that we take, just sharing this energy with the world around us. Thank you so much, Pam. Have a wonderful week, everyone, and love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.